Welcome to the Success Road Podcast. This is the podcast where we meet at the intersection of your life and take decisive action to move forward to higher levels of success, whatever that means for you. My name is Joshua Rivers from PodcastGuyMedia.com, and I'm taking you on this journey. Two weeks ago, we looked at what intermittent fasting is and how it can benefit. I also mentioned that it pairs well with the keto diet, which is what we're going to look at today. And as a reminder, I'm not a doctor or nutritionist or anything like that. I'm just a guy trying to figure out how to lose weight safely and to be able to get myself in better health. Now, so what is keto? Keto is short for ketogenic diet. It's a low-carb, high-fat diet that allows ketones to be produced. So what are ketones? Ketones, I got this from WebMD. It says that ketones are chemicals that your liver makes. You produce them when you don't have enough insulin in your body to turn sugar, which is the glucose, into energy. You need another source so that your body uses fat instead. Your liver turns this fat into ketones, which is a type of acid, and sends them into your bloodstream. And so basically, you're drastically reducing the amount of carbs that you take in through your food, and that ends up neglecting your body of the direct sugar that it's looking for. And when you do this, your body doesn't create insulin to produce the to process the food, and so then the body creates ketones from your fat cells to produce the energy that it needs, hence the ability to burn fat and lose weight. This is very similar to what um, intermittent fasting does for your body, where it turns to the fat stores in your body to produce the energy. And so they work together really, really well. And so just we're on the same page, carbs come from things like sugar, flour, fruits, beans, and starchy foods like potatoes and corn. Now, obviously, there's probably some other things in there, but that's just kind of a general idea of the types of foods that are more carb impactful or whatever. They have more carbs. Now, you can eat things like meat, cheese, and many vegetables. There's actually a very good variety of food that you could be able to have, but the problem is that it could just be hard to say no to the other foods that you shouldn't have. An obvious question is, well, how low is low carb? If you're like me, before I started getting into the keto diet and looking into what it was, I had no idea what carb levels were or should be or anything like that. So let me start, first of all, with what the keto diet levels of carbs should look like. And so there's a couple different levels of keto. There's what is kind of considered strict keto. And that's where you have 20 carbs or less. And almost all the carbs comes from your vegetables. So you eat like broccoli and cauliflower and things like that and get your carbs that way. And then there's what's called like dirty keto. And that's where you have more like 50, um, and that's where you have 50-ish carbs or less. And it doesn't necessarily matter as much where the carbs come from. And so I'm not going to get into all the details on that, but again, generally when you're doing the keto diet, you want to try to get your carbs from things like vegetables and things that are better for you and not just getting carbs from 
like a Dr. Pepper, which I would tend to allow under a dirty keto. And so if you never really looked into it, like I said, those numbers may not mean anything to you. And so as a point of reference, if you were to get a quarter pounder, a large fry and a large drink from McDonald's, that would be about 48 carbs for one meal. And so if you were doing a dirty keto and you had absolutely no other carbs, you could theoretically have that meal. And so other examples of types of food that you can be able to have and the amount of carbs in them, if you were to have one cup of cooked pasta or rice, that would be 45 carbs. And if you were to have a whole English muffin, that would be 30 carbs. A medium potato would be 30 carbs. A cup of corn would be 30 grams or 30 carbs. A small fruit would be 15 carbs. A cup of milk would be 12 carbs. A corn tortilla would be 13 carbs. And one flour tortilla, about 12-inch tortilla, would be 98 carbs. So that kind of gives you an idea and can put into perspective what the number of carbs actually are in relation to what you eat. Obviously, there's a lot of different things I could have looked at to be able to get that. A can of pop is generally somewhere about 35 to 40 carbs and things like that. But you can see that it can be pretty easy to be able to get 400 to 500 carbs in a day. When I looked it up, the Mayo Clinic recommends between 225 and 325 grams of carbs in a quote-unquote normal diet. And so this is one reason why I and many have gained weight, and that is, well, probably eating too much food in general, but especially eating too many carbs in a certain day, a lot more than your body can be able to process for normal functioning. And so obviously, if you are very highly active, um, you can have more carbs and get away with it because your body is burning through them a lot more. But for the average person, you want to stay closer to the lower end, to the 225, the 230, or 325 range for normal. And so, and of course, everybody's body is different. Your body will go into ketosis, and that's the state where you actually start producing those ketones, as we talked about. So you go into ketosis when you eat between 20 to 50 carbs, and you do that for two or three days. And so it usually takes a few days just because your body has a store of carbs for a, for a couple of days. And so even if you're not having carbs for a couple of days, you still have some to be able to draw from. So it takes two or three days for the process to be able to start. But at that point, you're going to start seeing a difference in your weight. You're going to start seeing that go down when your body starts using the fat as a source. And so the obvious benefits of keto is being able to lose weight pretty quickly. And so generally speaking, the lower your carb count, the more you can lose, but that's obviously not a guarantee. There's a lot of variables that go into it. Some of it depends on what type of carbs you eat. And so you can have 20 carbs, but if you get that 20 carbs from, um, from pop or something like that, then it's not going to be as beneficial to you as if you get all your carbs from vegetables. And so, because there are different types of carbs as well. Um, but anyway, like I said, we're not getting into all those nitty gritty details today. Now I can't speak for everyone, 
But my wife and I can attest to also not having heartburn while following a keto diet. And so when we eat normally, quote unquote, normally, when we have a normal amount of carbs, we'll get heartburn and have to take antacids four to five days a week, something like that. On keto, though, it was close to zero times that we had heartburn in a three-month period. I can't say it was completely zero, but it was at least pretty close. You can count on one hand the number of times in a three-month period. And so it was a drastic difference with the heartburn that we got as a result of having a keto diet. So there's something with the carbs, which in my brain, it, it kind of goes contrary to that because when I think of something starchy, I think of something that would possibly be able to absorb the acid. But apparently there's something that doesn't work with that. And so overall, you can start to feel better just because you're not having the sugar coursing through your body. Your body starts to function better overall. And like I mentioned with the intermittent fasting, after a certain period of time, your body starts to do some self-healing even inside. And so you can be able to start to see some of those benefits with keto as well. Now, obviously, not every diet is all rainbows and sunshine and unicorns and all that stuff. And so there's a couple warnings, I guess, or things just to kind of keep in mind. And so one negative thing is when you start a keto diet, you can go through something known as the keto flu. And basically you get symptoms like headache, foggy brain, fatigue, irritability, nausea, difficulty sleeping, and constipation. And so the symptoms and the severity of each of these symptoms can be different for everyone. There's some people that get it really bad and it really restricts what they're able to do in their normal life. But there's other people like myself, I didn't really experience these very much. And so the first time I went through keto, I wasn't getting a whole lot of sleep anyway. So um, I didn't have trouble sleeping, but I did have some fatigue. But I don't know if that was from just not getting sleep anyway or anything with the keto. But anyway, um, I didn't experience that quite as much as my wife did, for example. So everyone's a little bit different, but it usually starts two to three days after starting the keto and it'll last for a few days, maybe up to a week until your body is adjusted to the the different foods that you're eating to the different lifestyle. And so your your body is basically going through withdrawal. And so one way to minimize the effects of keto flu is to be able to gradually bring your carbs down so that it's not quite a shock to your body. And so you can start by dropping to 150 carbs the first day, then 100 carbs the second day, and so on, or whatever kind of ratio or progression that you want to go through to be able to do that. The slower you get into it, the less severe the, your body will shock um, and things like that. But obviously, the slower you get into it, the longer it's going to take before you start seeing results. So you just kind of, kind of got to play it by ear. I've even heard some recommendations to where you can drop down to what you're supposed to be doing in keto. If you start experiencing symptoms, you can just take whatever, 20, 30 carbs, and that can usually minimize those symptoms. And again, it'll slow it down a little bit, but you can just kind of do that as needed. And so you just got to 
kind of keep that in mind. But again, once you get past the that the first time, as long as you keep consistent with it, you shouldn't have that again. And so, like I said, normally once you get past that first week, the symptoms usually go away and then your body starts to get used to what your new normal diet is. And so your body adjusts to that. So another thing to keep in mind is with your blood sugar when you have diabetes. And so you definitely want to be able to work with your doctor in this. If so, if you have diabetes or high risk of diabetes, definitely want to consult your doctor first because you are with the keto diet, you're definitely messing with your blood sugars. And so it's a very, very important thing to be able to focus on and to be able to watch as you're doing this type of thing. It could be something that works really well for you, but again, you want to be able to work with your doctor on that. And so let me transition here as we get ready to close to just kind of let you know what I plan on doing with keto. Cause I mentioned previously that I am going to be working on doing intermittent fasting and adding some keto into my diet as well. And I, believe I mentioned that I plan to get slowly into lowering my carbs so that I can be able to be able to have less shock for my body, make it easier to make it a habit and to be able to do that. And so, so I've been doing the intermittent fasting and I've been mostly consistent, had a few times when I kind of broke that, but for the most part, I've been doing the intermittent fasting pretty well. And so I've started to lower the number of carbs that I'm doing. And so I'm working toward basically trying to do about a hundred carbs a day for a little while. And then I think I'm going to not do the full keto. I'm not going to go all the way down to 20 or 30 carbs. I think I'm going to do like the full keto for a few days, maybe three, four, five days. Um, And then be able to do three to five days of um, keeping up at about hundred carbs. So I'm still going to be low ish carbs can be lower than the recommended, but not full keto. And I think that'll help me be able to um, still be able to lose weight well. And then when I get into the full keto though, I don't think I should have the symptoms as much because I've already reduced my carbs overall mostly. And so, and and after I do this for a while, I may just go down to full keto in there and maybe just every once in a while allow for a little bit extra treat or something like that. But I haven't fully planned that out yet. I'm just trying to ease myself into it because I'm looking to try to find something that I can be consistent with. And so, because the last time I tried to start the keto diet full-fledged, actually, I tried to do it several times. I struggled with it just because of the food that's available in my house for one. And so, because I've been the only one doing the keto diet. And so we still had like tons of pasta and bread and corn has been a normal diet. And my daughter likes baking. And so we've been having a lot of sweets. And so uh, there's, there's all kinds of things that make it a little bit more difficult, a lot more temptation. Uh, It's probably more what it is. And so, and, and then I also feel bad if like everyone's eating one thing for supper and then I make myself something totally different. And 
So I feel weird about that sometimes trying to do something different, but I think eventually I'm going to get there anyway to where I am doing something a little bit different than the rest of my family, just because I know I need to be able to have a focus on this so I can be able to lose weight and be consistent. And so, so again, I'm trying to figure this out. I'm trying to find a way that works. I am working with my doctor, which I'll be seeing him in a few weeks. And so, so I'll probably be three or four weeks before I get a report back to you on all that. But by that time, we should also be talking about exercise and some different things that we can be able to implement into our lives because just changing what we eat is only half the battle. That's only part of a plan for losing weight and getting in better health. And so it's a really important thing. I think it's the most important thing is monitoring what we have coming in to our bodies through our food and drink. And so doing the intermittent fasting and keto diet is going to be a a huge part of what I need to be able to do. But the other half of the equation is the exercise. And so I mentioned that before that I'm working on getting to doing exercising at least four times a week for 30 minutes each time. And so working toward that, I've been uh, somewhere about three times a week, 20 to 30 minutes, and I've been starting to get more consistent with that. And so I need to add another day or two in my week to be able to do the exercising and make sure I do a full 30 minutes. I've also been using some of that as um, going instead of doing exercise like on my exercise bike, which is my primary way that I'm doing the exercise now is I went out and I did some push mowing for about 30 to 40 minutes. And so kind of getting me up and actually moving and doing things like that and being outdoors, it was a nice night. And so, um, it was a great opportunity for me to be able to get some work done and to be able to get some exercise at the same time. So I'm doing some things like that as well. But anyway, I'm not going to get into all of that part. We're going to talk about exercising more in future episodes, but I wanted to just go ahead and mention that because a lot of times, for me at least, it's easy for me to just focus on what I'm eating and when I'm eating, but then I tend to forget about the exercising. But I need to remember and remind you that it's an important part of what we're doing in our weight loss program. And so that's all I'm going to have for today. And I look forward to being able to share the next episode with you. I have another interview to share with you. And we're actually going to talk about music, interestingly enough. And so we're going to talk to a a guy named Bill about music and using music as self-care for ourselves. And so looking forward to that next week. And so, but if you want to get the show notes for today's episode, you can either swipe over in your podcast app, or you can go to successroadpodcast.com slash 405, and you can be able to get the show notes there. Any of the links that, um, that are available on the website, you can be able to go and check all that out, all the other episodes as well. And please share this with anyone that you think needs this information. And I'll be looking forward to talking with you next week on the next episode. Thank you and God bless.